For the month of October, I have dedicated all of our podcast episodes to content and topics that are very centered on coaching and mindset and our spiritual and our emotional and our inner health and is stepping away a little bit from all of the biology and chemistry and kind of nitty gritty of our bodies. The reason I am doing that is actually because of today's episode. And on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some of my thoughts that I have just kind of seen collecting over the past few months as I'm talking with some of my clients or I'm talking with prospective clients, whether it's some of you who have reached out to me on direct messages on Instagram. And I have been feeling this message well up in my heart. And so today is a little bit different than normal. I am just going to be talking to you. There is no specific educational point because in health, it is not always this, you know, if I just figure out, if I just learn one more thing, I'll be healed. It is a connection. It is an emotional, psycho-emotional journey as well as a physical journey. And so I invite you to listen to this letter per se, this, this written verbalized letter I have written specifically to you who are healing in your health. You're looking for answers. You're looking for the next step and you are trying so hard in your health. This letter and this note is for you. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Okay, guys. So today's episode, I have to admit, I'm a little nervous to record, partly because I have been thinking these thoughts for a while now. I am a perfectionist. I'm also feeling very heartfelt at the moment. And <laughs> I'm wanting to like very perfectly communicate all of my thoughts and ideas to y'all. Um, I wish I was sitting across a couch or across a coffee table from you right now who are listening. And on average, we're having about 200 people listen to our podcast per episode as of this recording. And I'm just imagining that's a lot of ears listening. That's a lot of hearts hopefully being touched, um, not just our minds, but also our hearts. And so I would love as you're listening in your earbuds, I'm inviting you into the coffee shop with me. I'm inviting you into that sitting across from me on the couch talking about what's going on in your health and the things you've tried and the places where you're frustrated. And I'm just listening and I'm responding. And the, these are the things that I have been had the pleasure of responding to people in person and live, or maybe not in person, but, but live like in the moment. Um, some of them are my clients in my office. Some of them it's you on somebody on Instagram. Um, but these these are these are my thoughts. Um, these are this is my compassion. This there's so much wrapped up into here. And so, despite being nervous, I am gonna just jump in and and start talking to you. So the first thing that I want to say is that I have utmost compassion for what you are going through. 
You may have been going through what you're going through for three months, six months, as long as, you know, 10 years. I've had clients who um, you go through something even for two weeks and they say, how, how can this last this long? And how can, how can things be so confusing and where my body two weeks ago was making sense and now nothing is making sense. And so I first want to say I have utmost compassion for you. And I I want to clarify, it's it's not pity. Pity is like, oh, you poor thing, you victim. But compassion is saying, hey, I'm here with you. I want to be in the pain with you. And I think that that is why I am a health practitioner. I just the other day was in the office with one of my clients and didn't cry in the moment <laughs> talking with her, but thought, my goodness, like I am very emotional and it is not to, to be a health practitioner at least I think a heartfelt one um, or somebody who's very engaged in their the work that they do, you feel with people. And, and even though you go to your doctor and you go to your nutritionist and you go to whoever you're going to for help and support, I hope that they're giving you their heart, at least to the level and the amount that's appropriate. Um, and and if they're not, I wanted to start off this this episode by saying that that I'm here with you and that, that, that you have my compassion and, and I have compassion for what you are going through and the confusion you're going through. The second thing I want to say is I realize that you have been trying a lot of things in your health. You have been reading lots of blogs and trying apple cider vinegar and trying probiotics and going to lots of different health practitioners and talking to friends, reading books, and you've gotten a lot of opinions on things. Some people think you have IBS. Some people think you need to be on the low FODMAP diet. Some people think you need to be on the elemental diet or that you have SIBO. Um, everybody's throwing all of their ideas at you and and you're grateful you at least maybe have something to work with. But at this point in time, maybe you feel like you have too many options. Why aren't you feeling better? Why do you still have pain in your body? Why do your joints still hurt? Why is your energy still low? Even when you do all the things that you've been told to do, even when you do all the extra things that that you have found has helped other people. Why you? Why aren't you feeling better? And I see how you, and I realize that you are trying so many things in there and there's just all that chaos of all the all the ideas of, of, of what it could possibly be going on. And, and you just want something to work, but you feel like you're in a bit of chaos right now. And by a bit, I think I actually mean maybe a lot of chaos. Third, I want to say I applaud you for all the steps you have taken. I have talked with so many women this past couple months who have taken steps in putting up boundaries in their relationships, saying no to things with family members, with uh, you know events that they've been invited to or been asked to help out in, and they didn't say no out of hate or um, selfishness. They said no out of of self-care, out of self-love and out of predetermined boundaries. And if you want to hear a little bit more on that or want to dig deeper into this topic right now as you're listening, we have a really great podcast episodes. I podcast episode I put a lot of heart into called um, something along the lines of stop shooting yourself or, or five ways to stop shooting yourself, something like that. Um, and, and that when we live by shoulds, we're living by this kind of external or maybe internal expectation framework. Um, but it's not necessarily what you need. It's not where your heart is at. It's not where your mind and your body is at. And I have seen, women take amazingly courageous steps in the past few months. Sometimes it's, gosh, um, we recommend doing coffee enemas sometimes for our clients. And, and we'll, I'll get clients who are like, no way, <laughs> no way. And, and sometimes I'll say, hey, you know, if this just feels like it, it's not congruous with your life or you want to wait to doing it and just see how the rest of your healing protocol goes, whether or not we think you'll need it, we can wait. Um, but, but people, I'll get clients who start off saying like, 
that sounds horrible and gross and weird and what? <laughs> and taking those courageous steps and saying, you know, I, I want to, I'll do it once. <laughs> I'll see how it goes and I'll see how it makes me feel and I'll learn and I'll, I'll, I'll embrace the journey. And I've seen so many clients embrace the journey. I've seen clients embrace sorrow. I've seen clients embrace grief. Um, I've seen clients be honest with themselves, with me and all of these things are really hard. We all want to come back onto our coaching calls or to our conversations with someone and say, I was the perfect client. I didn't make any mistakes. I didn't forget anything. No one's perfect. I'm not perfect, y'all. Um, and and I love it because when my clients I'm working with or somebody I'm talking with, you know, is when I hear them say like, Hey, I didn't do this thing to the, maybe it's the diet that they wanted to stick to or, or the sleep schedule. I didn't do this thing perfectly, but, but here's one thing I did really well, or here's, here's the days I did do it well. And here's how I saw the benefit. You are engaging. And I want to say, well done for the small steps you have taken despite the chaos and the uncertainty. The fourth thing I want to say is now going to transition a little bit into something that I wish and always don't know how to say in the moment. I don't even always think it's appropriate to say in the moment, but but you're listening right now and maybe you're driving or going on a run or doing laundry and and at least I know these are really great times for me to ponder messages in my heart. And so I want to take this moment that we have sitting here on this couch, <laughs> in our imaginary couch, on our coffee table, and also say, I'm seeing some things that I feel are not congruous with your desire to get stronger, your desire to grow. And probably the biggest thing, if I had to summarize uh, a pattern that I'm seeing, is is a fear and, an, and a fear leading to an unwillingness to take big leaps in your health. I'm seeing you do take these small steps and, and, and do, you know, our baking soda test or listen to our podcast or send me a note and say, I'm going to reach out. And then I get on the call with you and you lose heart because it's an investment of time of money. Um, because you don't have this, this expectation or, or this, um, approval that you're going to have a guaranteed outcome because, because fear has overlaid you. And I remember when fear was driving my boat or driving my car or my bus, whatever vehicle we're talking about. I remember being there. And I think the, the biggest moment I remember fear driving my life had to, do, had to be before I started massage therapy school, I was very fear driven. I was just looking for a stable job and good friends and a good church and people who liked me. And I didn't want to overspend. I was a phenomenal saver. <laughs> and I just wanted life to kind of, I don't know, go smoothly, be easy, um, something like that. And I was really sick. I was really, really, really sick. And I knew I couldn't keep doing my job that I was doing at the time. And so I took off time. And for six months, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing next. I didn't know if I was going to get a PhD. I didn't know anything. I just remember starting to maybe for the first time in my life, really sift and understand what my heart needed. Um, not what, not what would keep me afloat, not what would keep me going, not what made me look good in other people's eyes, but really looking at, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a PhD because that seems like a good idea. But as I'm studying for the GRE, just to get into my master's, like my stomach is dropping, my body is weakening. I get anxious. I get a headache. I don't feel well on top of the fact that I don't feel well because I had all these gut health problems. And yet when I took the step to start massage therapy school, I did not have everything written out. I didn't have everything mapped out in my life. Um, and 
I, as in, as in, I didn't even have all the money. I didn't know how I was going to pay for the year long program. I had a good chunk of it, but not the whole thing. And I didn't know how I was going to do school and work while being sick. I think there's amazing people who do school and work and that's hard on top of having low grade chronic illness the entire time. That's really hard. I get it. I understand fear, but you know what the really amazing thing is? Every time I look back on that situation, I am so glad I took the step forward. I'm so glad because I got life from massage therapy school. I learned things about the body that that I think even I, coming from a college-educated background, thought, you know, what could a massage therapy degree offer me other than I knew I was interested in health. I was knew I was interested in touching people to heal them. That's all I knew. I didn't know it was going to lead to this job. I didn't know it was going to lead to this level of health. I just knew in my spirit that was the right next thing. And I couldn't even explain everything. So I understand that you have fear. I understand you want answers. I understand you want proof. And I'm talking about anybody and anything you're considering doing in your health. Maybe you're considering leaving your job or transitioning your job or lowering your hours. Maybe you're considering having a conversation with your spouse or partner about you know, how you want to be investing your guys's funds, financial funds in your health. Maybe you're considering working with a health practitioner and to work with them you know is going to cost money up front. It's you're not taking the cheap choice. And I want to encourage you to stop taking the cheap choice. When and and I and I and I mean this in the best way, y'all, when you buy something that's lower cost in real life, and I mean in real life, I mean like in a super physical material way. Like if you buy a car or you buy a house, if it's in a certain range of money, you know what you are and are not going to get. So I want you to think about maybe houses in your region or um, I, I know houses a variety of, you know, costs can be smaller or bigger depending on what city or area you're in. But, you know, a $100,000 house is going to be different than a $50,000 house is going to be very different than a $200,000 house. And you can always just scale it up from there. Um, and when you go cheap in what you buy in health, you get cheaper And I understand your desire to be wise with your money. I understand your desire to be frugal. I understand your desire to get the biggest bang for your buck. I understand that you love thrifting and finding an amazing, you know, designer brand at a thrift store. But the thing is, is when you do that, you have to spend time and effort to searching through that thrift store for a thing that might not even be there. And when it comes to your health, do you have the same ability to identify if you're working with a top-of-the-line practitioner who's underselling themselves. That's basically what's happening when someone is inexpensive health practitioner, but high, high, high quality, right? You have found the person who's underselling themselves and potentially they're going to be overbooked. They won't have as much time for you. It's potentially going to be harder for them to give you more of anything because, because of how they under, everyone's trying to get the designer brand in the in the thrift store. But are you willing to say, I'm going all in? I'm all in. I'm no longer going to let fear run me. And let me tell you what fear is in the mind. Fear is is not something that we just have to completely ignore. I'm not suggesting that, but it's a part of our brain that's been developed to, it's, and it's, it's in something called our lizard brain. It's this super old part of the brain that just responds to th- every, it categorizes everything broadly into threat and non-threat. And things that fall into threats, when you actually look at the, the, the types of things the body identifies as threats to the conscious brain and to the rational brain, we actually could easily say that's not a threat. So for example, a stranger, one of the reasons we can all get nervous around strangers is that our lizard brain, the part where fear is, you know, is monitoring for threat and non-threat has been taught something unfamiliar is inherently dangerous. It, it's it, maybe there's a, you know, if you're walking on a path you've never been on, maybe, maybe this path is unstable and it's going to drop out and you're going to fall into a sinkhole and die. Like that's going to be great evolutionarily speaking. But when it's coming to coming from like, oh, this is a new person, 
and I'm going to a new school and I'm, you know, in first grade, having a very strong uh, fear reaction doesn't actually serve us because we need to then say, okay, I acknowledge there's fear that this person, maybe they'll think I'm stupid. Maybe they'll think I'm ugly. Maybe they don't want to be friends with me. But this unfamiliar person, I actually want to have the opportunity of all the potential positive things that could come out. Maybe they would like me. Maybe I can like them. Maybe we can work together in our classroom and with the other kids. And maybe I can have a wonderful elementary school experience. That's kind of like a, like an old image that you might remember. And and the interesting thing about that fear complex in the lizard brain is the more negative experiences you have had, the harder it is to shut it off. The more you have to actually do healing in the mind, in the conscious, in the subconscious, in the spirit to at least say, oh yeah, I was that kid in elementary school. Oh, by the way, this was actually me, Allison, but maybe same to you. I was that kid who who went in to make friends with other kids and it didn't go well. And in this case, I was that person who went to a new health practitioner and they didn't help me and they didn't, um, you know, they did charge me a lot of money and still didn't deliver or um, I did get the surgery that was recommended or I did, you know, do the low FODMAP diet and I didn't get better and I don't understand why. And one of the reasons that I have spent so much time on the podcast thus far really getting into biochemistry and chemistry, aside from the fact that I'm a nerd and it's fun to me, is I've been kind of slowly trying to coax you and to, to maybe even the word convince, but to, but to create a framework to say healing is possible. I've been trying to create belief in you. By saying, have you, if you've never heard of this, think of how many other things that you've never heard of before. I'm thinking of our podcast episode. Honestly, one of my favorites. Um, I don't even hear other people mention that often, but to me, it is, I wish I'd had that podcast episode, you know, at the beginning of my journey, but it's why your doctor says your labs look normal when you don't feel normal. Listen to that if you have not listened to it because it provides you valuable, valuable information and framework to understand why your doctor is saying your labs look normal when you don't feel normal. Exactly what the podcast title says. Um, and it's so insanity bringing. I sympathize with you. Going back to point number one, I have compassion for the insanity that it can feel like you're in when you feel horrible and you don't know what to do. But don't let that fear and that past experience determine your future. And that's the point of your brain. Your brain is, is designed to recognize patterns and then to say, okay, the last time a car swerved in front of us like that, we got in an accident and your body reacts. And the last time that we trusted someone that much with our, our, our heart, maybe if we're thinking about relationships, they hurt me, they betrayed me, they treated me poorly. I'm not gonna do that again. And so this is, at least for this point, at least an encouragement to say, if any of that resonated with you where you're like, yes, Allison, I have been so hurt. I feel so hurt and so broken today. Not just because I'm in pain and have a headache and have no energy and my gut hurts and I don't know what food to eat and I'm just out of my mind confused, but also because my heart hurts because I haven't been treated right because I don't know who to trust because I barely even trust myself. That's a healing point. And I'm, I'm grieving with you right now. Because sometimes before we even get into fix-it mode, we just need to be there. And man, I can't do that on a 30-minute qualifying call. <laughs> I wish I could... I say that because we do have a 30-minute qualifying call for our foundations program. And I wish I could spend more time. I, and, I, and I get some people who get on that call and they kind of want me to prove, like, prove to me you're going to fix me. And, and I can give them stats. Like, on average, our clients have a 
50 to 90% decrease in their pain, in their, both their pain levels and their overall symptoms by the time they're done working with us. I can give them stat in three, the average amount of time it takes someone to start feeling better after they in, start implementing our customized health plan is three to seven days. In three to seven days, that is when we get emails from clients. That is when we get, that's when we get on, jump on the coaching call and I say, how, how quickly, how long did it take before you started feeling better? They say, took me two days, took me five days. In three days, all of my cravings were gone. Um, and we hear these stories after story and that's why I share testimonials on our podcast episode and we'll link that in the show notes as well. I have a variety of clients, clients who struggle with nausea, with insomnia, with pain, with bloating, with gas, with fatigue, with mood instability, irritability in general. We've had clients who've struggled with all sorts of things actually talk on this podcast and share some of their story and they're incredibly incredible and brave women. And I would invite you to hear their story. But the truth is, is sometimes I feel like I'm talking to you and whether it's on this podcast or on the, on the conversations that I have, and I, I feel the disbelief and it makes me sad because I'm imagining that maybe you don't even see the disbelief. You don't see the limiting belief of saying, I just don't think I can get better anymore. I've just been sick so long. I've been told by so many people that they don't know what's going on with me. I don't want to give myself a chance. I don't want to give myself hope and see it dashed one more time. And so then there's 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 the grief stage and saying, we don't need to fix anything. Let's just grieve. And that's you know sometimes something that you can do journaling. And I've journaled, y'all. It would take me way too long to go through all of my journals and like scan or take photos of the number of times I like wrote in all caps or large letters across my journal sheet. Like I'm sick of being sick. I'm so tired. Why do I feel like people are lying to me? Why do I feel like this is all in my head? Can I trust myself? Should I give up? I shouldn't. Why? Not because the answer is easy. Not because because it's my, like, I should trust everyone. Don't, maybe don't trust everyone. <laughs> and we have a podcast episode on that. Um, things like how to uh, find the best chiropractor for you, where we talk about um, just some key things you can look into if you want a specific, specifically if you want a chiropractor. And I've talked on the podcast of the ideal uh, practitioner moment where you have this feeling of maybe you can't even describe why you want to work with this person. You can't rationally say like, well, based on their blah, blah, blah data, I know I'm going to get better, but you know, something's going to change and you know, you connect with that person and you know that you'll at least have comfort along the way. I, I can see it when I have a client working with me, who's working with me in a very good place in their heart. And uh, not because they don't have pain, not because they don't have frustration, but because they can, they're not frustrated by not having answers to the same level they'd been. They hug me and they say, I can see the growth we're making. And of course I get the clients who are very much, um, have, I would say miracle stories and the miracles happen. But even for my clients where maybe their stories are a little bit longer or whatever it is going on, they say, I'm so glad I have you here with me. And that's, again, somebody that you want to have by your side. So when you're thinking about people to work with, they're not just tools. Your doctor, your, your naturopathic doctor, your functional medicine doctor, your nutritionist, they're not just a tool to add, ask questions to like a Wikipedia. They're a person. And, and if you give them a chance to be a person, you give yourself a chance to be a person who's got fears and yet still acts into the fear saying, hey, lizard brain, this is actually a thing you can do, by the way. This is a wonderful technique for addressing fear and lizard brain in general. Hey, lizard brain, thank you for alerting me of this fear. Um, and, and it may be, be specific about the fear. Maybe you're thinking about being afraid to go into a social situation or being afraid to invest in a health um, coach or a or supplements, or um, talk to somebody and 
about your your relationship and put up boundaries. You can say to your your brain that has fear, thank you for alerting me of this. I have thought through this. I realize that there is some danger, but the positives outweigh the negatives. And I actually do have a plan. If you don't have a plan, don't lie to yourself. But, <laughs> but if, but if you say, you know, if you're, if you're going to address having poor boundaries with somebody and you're, you want to create better ones, yeah, plan out what you want to say. And that's your plan. And you could write it out. You could talk it through with another friend. You could talk it through with a counselor. I really don't care at this point who or what you do or work with. And I really want to emphasize who you work with because I'm going to be so real I would not be where I am at in my health today without the people I have worked with. My teachers, my health practitioners, my chiropractor, friends, but especially the people that I paid. I was recently asked um, regarding business, some business questions, what advice I had to give on finding a business mentor. And when I really, really thought about it, I said that the best business mentors who I ever had were the ones whose time I paid for. And there's just something energetically that increases. There's something symbiotic that says, I'm all in. And that person also has more to give you because they're not like, oh, I can only, you know, see you on Fridays at for 30 minutes or have a phone call. They're not Splitting their time. You're a part of the core experience of their year of however long you're working with them. You are a focal point and you're saying, I want to be a focal point. I'm worth being a focal point. And so I really do want to emphasize, I don't care who you work with. <laughs> I, I don't care. And it doesn't have to be me. And I actually tell people that fairly frequently I feel I, I will if someone comes in and I we do an evaluation we I talk with them and you know at the end of an hour in our office you know for our new client appointments I frequently get people say what do you think you know what should we be doing and I will tell them exactly everything I saw what I'm seeing what what um adjunctive therapies. If I see anything, I'll say, you know, this is what I saw in your spine. This is what I saw in your gut. Um, this is what I'm feeling in my hands. And so you have inflammation, you have low lymphatic movement, you have a lot of bloating, your, your tissue is, 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 has a high amount of toxicity in it. And I'll give them all the things. And I see this crestfallenness, but ultimately I'm, I'm not telling that because I'm trying to discourage them. I'm like, you came here for information. I'm giving you information go and work with anybody who you feel is the right person for you right now. And this is the hard part about this point. This is a very long point <laughs> for here in my open letter. The hard part is that you have to make a decision. You, I'll say it again, you, you have to make a decision. And I think I see people, I don't, I don't like, I sympathize with this, you know, hey, somebody else make a decision up for me. That makes it way easier. I mean, if I made a decision for people, sometimes I can tell it's the wrong decision because they look like their face falls and they look crestfallen and they look frustrated and they walk out and never see them again. I'm like, great, awesome. But you have to make a decision eventually and realize you sometimes might be wrong. I recently had the podcast episode on my five uh, best and worst, top five best and worst health investments. And that was an interesting podcast episode to put on and really reflect like, wow, what were some of the good and bad things? You will probably not, um, you, you're not going to avoid ever making a mistake. But the more choices you make, the more you are going to learn. And you're going to, at least in my journey, I see that I've made fewer and fewer mistakes and pretty much feel like I've made, at this point, very small mistakes when it comes to um, where I'm investing my health, especially thinking about financial investments or time investments. Um, compared to, I'd say, prior to, oh gosh, 2016, 2015, um, that's when my biggest time and money mistakes were. And after I kind of made a, you know, think about a kid when they fall, we're not like, oh my gosh, they're falling, they're never going to walk. And so why are we 
treating ourselves, if we make one mistake, two mistakes, three mistakes, I mean, think of how many times a kid falls, a child falls just learning to walk. And there's cost involved. I mean, the kid doesn't own a ton or have a lot. Like they just have them in their body and their breath. They don't own stock. They don't, or if they do, they have no awareness of it. Um, they don't own a house. They don't own any education. They don't, they don't even have homework due. They're just them and their body and they're completely focused on them and, and their journey. And bumps and knocks are just a part of it. And so I want to encourage you Forgive yourself for your bumps and your knocks. Forgive yourself for the poor decisions you made. You maybe even often because you just didn't know. You didn't know that this person was giving signs of not being trustworthy. You didn't know that whatever happened was going to happen. And so that is point number four or five, (laughs) that I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you that you don't have to live by your lizard brain, even though, heck, your lizard brain, maybe you turn off this episode. You probably haven't if you're listening to this. Maybe you want to. You're like, dang, Allison, you don't know my life. Life's too hard. Or your lizard brain's like, this is hard. This is scary. What if you actually do what she suggests? We could get hurt again. (laughs) And that's why I do recommend things like books. Books are some of the best, lowest cost, highest value resources out there. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is a favorite of mine. I'm currently reading a book that I'm really enjoying called The Art of Effortless Living by Ingrid. I think she her last name is Bacci, but it could be Bacchi, B-A-C-C-I. We'll put that in the show notes. Books are a portal into being supported. Um, in a very low cost way. And yet, if you're saying things like, I don't have time to read, are you maybe just saying, I don't have time for me. I don't have time to get better. I have not put aside and looked at my values and said, wait, my health is one of my top five values. What is getting in the way that isn't in my top five values that is stopping that? And I've known women who've completely changed their children's schedule, not for hate of their children, they're not depriving them, but they said, wow, I'm doing all these extra things to make my children successful. Maybe I actually don't need to do all those things. Maybe they can be successful without doing a million things. And that's growth for the child and the parents. And then you get time back. But like I said, we're we're kind of touching on a bunch of stuff. You could spend sessions and sessions or books and books talking about um, fear, the lizard brain, forgiving yourself, learning to trust, having an innate awareness of who who to work with and learning to trust that gut feeling. Even if you're a data collector, even if you're a fact finder and you want all the little pieces and nodules of stuff, that's why I put, if you want all that, Pause this episode, listen to the last year of content, then come back. We talked about some amazing things like the number one lie about food that I hate, which ha- talks about food sensitivities and how the, the, the pervasive lie that there is out there about food sensitivities and how they develop and where they come from and how long they stay and if they ever go away um, and what diet to do because of them. Check out that episode, chock full of just data and thoughts and ideas. But today's episode is a heart to heart. And, and I hope maybe that, that there's a little bleed off in your heart, a little bit of the pressure let go. Maybe you don't even know how or why. I know me sitting here talking, I feel a little bit of catharsis. Like, yes, this is, this is what I wanted to say. This is what was buried deep in my heart. And I probably didn't even say it perfectly. I think I will end this podcast episode. No matter what, whenever I end it, I will think, oh, I should add that. And I should add that. And I should add that because I think about y'all that much. Again, 200 people listening on the other side of this. That means you're in a room of 200 other people who are listening for a family member. They're listening for a child. They're listening to improve their health. They're listening for um, their just any hope, 
in their own health journey. They're listening, listening, listening. Is anybody else there? And you're all in the room together, all 200 of you, and you're not alone. Can you feel that? I see y'all, you're not alone. And I'm standing here too. And we're having a moment. And we're just connecting. And we're not trying to fix. We're just healing. Yeah, I'm still here. This is one of those podcasts, y'all, and it's very different. <laughs> y'all get usually get like the hyped version of me, which is it's a real version. Let's be real. Um, yeah, you often do get a hyped version of me, um, which is fun. It's super fun. Um, but this is partly why I wanted October to be just coaching and mindset. I want coffee chats all month long with you. And I'm hoping that it's softening up something in your heart. And again, I don't even think I have to understand it. I don't think you have to understand it. Maybe you can put words to it. Maybe you can't. But I hope it softened up something that says, I think I'm willing to hope again. I think I'm willing to breathe again. I think I'm willing to live again. And you can go back to some of those episodes we've mentioned. Maybe some of them are on our mindset. I love that shit episode. <laughs> Stop shitting yourself. Um, maybe it is technical based because I get lots of technical questions. But the truth is, is what we do works. And there's a lot of other health practitioners who what they do works for the specific things that they deal with. And the specific things we deal with are gut. It's all gut. And of course, gut then envelopes hormones and joint pain and foggy headedness and constipation. Well, that's very gut related, but it encompasses all of those things and skin problems and allergies. And that's why we have the gut sinus connection episode. We'll link it. And, and it links into breathing problems and heart palpitations. That's why we have the gut breath connection. And of course, the gut skin connection, which I just mentioned, it all links into skin too. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the episode. This is my heart, my heart letter, my open heart letter, <laughs> my open heart surgery to y'all. <laughs> I hope you hear my heart. I hope I touched your heart today too. And I would love to connect with you on Instagram. I would also love to help you heal if I'm the right person for you. And I'd say I'm the right person for you if you have gut health problems, if you've listened to this podcast and you love it and you just you just listen to it and you're like, ah, I love this Allison girl. Um, you like my didactic way of teaching. You like my nuanced way of, of thinking. <laughs> uh, you've learned some nuggets from us. You're kind of sick of, of, of just putzing around in your health, feeling like everything's confusing. Everything's confusing, by the way, because you're guessing and you're not testing. And I only say that because that is consistently true, both in my life and in um, and in my clients' lives. When we when we get their tests, I'm like, oh, so that's what's going on. And I'd say I can get really good guesses, but man, you don't want to you don't want to spend time or effort doing something that's not based off of a grounded a grounded piece of data. Um, I, I'll end with this, something else that I might end up saying in the next couple episodes as well, because it's been something I've been thinking about. I, I do get this uh, kind of uh, resistance from people when I talk about testing. It's like, okay, do I have to test or can I test with my doctor? Um, you know, there's kind of all these things. I think those are reasonable questions if, yeah, if you've never heard the answers. So here's the answer. <laughs> uh, number one, when you, I, number one, my best answer, honestly, for do I have to test is I've never regretted doing a test on myself. And that's the, that's the big thing. I think that that's not just like, there's like kind of a cognitive element of, do I have to test? Like, um, I think there's also like, what if I do the test and nothing shows up? And that is, again, that dang fear that's come up because you've been told by too many people 
uh, doctors usually that your test looks normal. And, and it's just not true. I can't prove it to you any other way. It's just not. I continually say that I have clients, that's their story. We do testing and they find it. Um, and I, that's why I did create the podcast episode on, um, you know, why your labs, why your doctor says your labs look normal when you don't feel normal. That is there because of that. Um, like, because because people keep asking me and, and there's this incredulity and there's the, been this gaslighting and now I get angry and I'm like, I want to go punch somebody for gaslighting you that you feel like you're afraid that your tests are going to show nothing. Um, but let's go back to like, okay, well, what would the test find? The tests find important things. <laughs> this podcast episode is not about details. The biggest thing though, on an emotional level, and I've thought about this and it's been, is it was really interesting to me to be like, I kind of hash through the different tests that we do, um, with people. Um, and I might have a whole episode podcast episode on it, but, but, but at that point I'm kind of convincing still and, and not really addressing there's a heart thing going on. And the heart thing is that fear. And the heart thing is kind of like, Hey, I'm an expert, but you still don't want to trust me. What's going on there? Tell me more. And I think the best thing I've come up with emotionally is looking back and realizing, just fascinated. I've never regretted any test I've done. You can actually talk to my husband. I've repeatedly said to him about tests that we've done on me or on him. I am so glad we did this test. I'm like so relieved. I feel like I'm not insane anymore. I feel like I know what to do next. I feel like I know to, that I can expect that what I'm going to do is going to help. I mean, that is priceless. <laughs> so do you have to test? I'm like, do you want to feel less insane in your life? Do you want to uh, not guess in your life anymore? Do you actually want want things to develop some type of healing protocol that works? Yes, then you have to test. <laughs> um, but secondly, related to like, can my doctors order these tests? Here's the thing. Um, my The reason that the tests that, that we do in our office, the reason that even the labs exist, can realize we're like one of... I don't know how many people, thousands of offices that these these labs are supplying labs to. Um, the reason that these these labs exist, they are outside of typically outside of insurance or typically outside of um, like conventional healthcare doctors. The reason they exist is because the labs being done in the hospital under insurance under conventional healthcare do not cover all these helpful pieces of information. That's why I want you to think if if um, if Whole Foods exists, it must be because there are some grocery stores that are not supplying the same quality of products that that people want in Whole Foods, the organic or the non-toxic or the, you know, local or the low carbon footprint, all the things, all the cool things that are in Whole Foods. Um, now, you know, nowadays, I just remember growing up, we, I don't remember ever knowing that there was such a thing as an organic food store. Now there is. Um, there's like a whole grocery store. And it's not just an aisle. It's like the grocery store. Um, and that only existed because there was a lack of it and then and, and reciprocally a need. And so there are health practitioners, A, there's a lack of these quality of labs that then got created by these labs that are, are supplying top-notch, high-quality, better information, lab information than conventional care doctors. And conventional care doctors don't even know what a lot of these labs are. Sometimes maybe they know the name, but they can't access it. They can't order it um, because the hospital system says they can't. Yay. <laughs> and so, yes, you do need to order a lab if you actually want information, if you've already tried all the things that should work. Because somebody's gotten healthier, I think, on the generally good advice of certain diets or certain lifestyles. But if you're listening to this, you have not gotten better with the generally good advice of the blogs and the diets recommended, which really does suggest that something else is going on. So that's what we do. We help with gut and somebody else helps with spine and somebody else helps with, you know, acupuncture helps with a lot of stuff, low back problems and all this stuff. And so I do want to encourage you to act. I don't know where that is. Maybe it just means sitting down and having a good cry after this episode. Um, just because you've realized you've been hurt for a long time and are still hurting. Maybe it is having a hard conversation with somebody. Maybe, but but maybe it's it's acting and it's saying, okay, lizard brain, thank you for your input. 
I realize that this is a scary thing. I realize that maybe you've seen a pattern in the past that this thing has hurt me, but there's also the potential for good. And there's not just a general potential for good. There's a high potential for good and a high amount of good, a high potential for a high amount of good. That's like a quadruple whammy there. Um, and so thank you, lizard brain. I'm, I'm going to act. I have a plan. This is my expectation. And, and you can reteach that lizard brain and the lizard brain say, Oh, that really worked out. Well, I kind of trusted you. So am I afraid or never afraid to uh, share things or to do things in my health? No, I still get lizard brain moments where my lizard brain's like, uh-uh, don't you dare spend that money. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, this could go really badly. And I kind of look at it and be like, really? And now I do have that history. And I say, really? Look at all these other times where it went well. And you might not have that history, but you could, A, use someone else's history. And you can also say, still, thank you. Thank you for alerting me of this. I'm aware that it has a danger, but there's a high potential for a high amount of good. I have a plan and I want to walk into this. Will you walk with me? Will you walk with me? Will you walk with yourself? I hope to see you on the other side of your health journey and see you smiling and radiant, full of energy, able to be with your family and invest in your family and invest in yourself and be at peace, have a good night's sleep and continue on on your life. I hope this podcast episode changes your life. All right, well, we're going to wrap up this episode. And I just want to say, if you do want to work with somebody, if you want to work with me in your health, we have a 30-minute qualifying call where you can jump on the phone and we can discuss the best labs for you to run for our foundations program and see if you're a good fit for our program. If you are, you'll be invited to join our foundations program at the end of our call. And so we can get you healing right away. Other ways that you can stay connected to us is by subscribing to this podcast. Just hit subscribe at the top of your podcast provider and we will you will continue to get more juicy, good loving information on gut health. Other things that I would ask for you and invite you to do is if you thought of somebody while you were listening to this podcast or you were really touched by it, I encourage you and invite you to take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me. I would love to see what part of the episode you liked, any quotes you liked, and just hear how things are impacting you. And lastly, our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time.